Hey friends, welcome to Financial Fixer. I'm your host, Amanda Delaney. This podcast is for women who are sick and tired of being sick and tired. This is the place where we get real and talk about our money even when it's hard. I help women step out in courage, take control of their money, and build the confidence to take the ultimate journey to financial independence. In this show, I share my best nuggets from the framework I used to get my own shit together and clean up my money mess. These systems and strategies are the same when I work with my one-to-one clients and community members. We practice daily practical and actionable habits that may seem tiny but have mighty results. So if you're ready to get excited about your money and turn your confusion into clarity and maybe even get a little triggered into getting your ass in gear, listen up because your future matters. The second pillar of financial fitness. Again, we're talking about that. We're going to walk through some stats. I want to share a little bit of stats, maybe some things that'll put things into perspective, maybe going to you know, make you say, aha, and maybe thought provoking and some real talk about it. And we're going to prep before the paint. Yes, you're here to build a budget, but there is prep involved. It's not just about putting together a budget, deciding, oh, what, how much of my categories are going to be for this item and for food and for, you know, entertainment and all the things that I have going on. Yes, we know that there's some fixed expenses, but there's a lot of things that are variable. That's why it's important that we do the prep before we paint, right? So we're getting prepped today. So some quick stats on debt. Financial experts say that eight out of 10 Americans are in debt. The average household consumer debt is 38K. I actually haven't pulled these numbers since the last time I did this. So these numbers might be off by a couple months, you know, like things that could have changed since then. This number could be even higher, but this was the, the last stat that I pulled a couple months ago. So what that means though, is that eight out of 10 of the houses that are on your street are like probably struggling with debt or have some consumer debt or non-mortgage debt that is looming, okay? So according to Forbes 2022 study, there is 1.75 trillion in student loan debt in federal and private. And the average borrower owes an average of 28,950. I pulled this stat a couple months ago too, that could have changed. Me, my total original debt was 47,000 when I first like got out of school, okay? But by the time I paid it off several years later, I didn't start paying on my debt until like two years later or something like that because it was like deferred and, you know, they let you like not pay as much as you should for so anyway, I didn't start actually really paying like hardcore on my debt until like a year or two later. I don't remember when exactly it was. Actually, I think I do. It was like May of 2013, and I was out of school by uh, August of 2011, right? So anyways, with that said, by the time I paid off all of my student loans, like paid the last payment, I calculated up afterwards how much I actually did pay in total, including all interest, capitalized interest, fees, all the things. And it was a total of almost 80,000. It was 79,000 and some, some change, okay? So it was almost... 80,000 exactly that I paid in student debt. Was my education worth that much? No. Okay. Am I glad I got my education? Yes. Have I used my education? Yes. Did I go about going to school the wrong way? Yes. And many of us do. And this is not judging anybody, obviously, because I'm talking about me and I'm not beating myself while I'm down because I've already paid off my debt and been through it all. So, but I just want this to kind of 
you know, hit home. And these are some stats too, about like, you know, how much, you know, it's broken down about the 1.75 trillion in total student loan debt and how it's broken down. So unsubsidized loans, 564 billion, 292 billion in subsidized, 91 billion in grad plus, 105 in parent plus, 4 billion in Perkins. I had a Perkins loan personally. And um, consolidation, 555 billion. Now, with that said, that 555 billion is talking about debt consolidation for student loans. Now, that's student loan servicer consolidations, right? Or those people that consolidate student loan debts. If you think about it, a lot of people, some people have consolidated their student loan debt or paid off their student loan debt by taking out another debt, right? So the, this debt is not including those that might still be in debt in other forms from their education. So 52,100,000 people in student debt. That is a lot of people. Okay, that number fluctuates. It's not exact because this was a couple months ago, like I said, but still, that is a lot, all right? And I tell you what, student debt, I think is my, I don't know, one of my most important subjects because it was the one that brought me the most pain when it came to my debt. It was my largest debt and we'll go into that here in a second. Okay, so we're gonna prep before the paint. The first and most critical piece to any quality project is in the prep, okay? What happens if you paint your room? What happens when you do a paint job at your house or in a room? The first time I ever painted, I painted by myself when I was a single mom. And, you know, I decided to take it upon myself to paint my, my master bedroom. Y'all turned out like shit. And cause I thought I could cut in. I thought I was like, you know, artistic and I could like have the lines be straight and all the things. Mm -mm. And it was because I didn't prep correctly. And even when I did use paint, I didn't prep correctly. So I use that analogy because it is really aligned with your budget. And it's aligned with what you need to know and how you need to organize before you start any project, any quality project. You know, I'm not saying things have to be perfect because we don't want the perfectionism stuff to come into to the, to play here, right? But we do need to understand that we have to have some form of organization before we start that budget, right? Because that is the thing that is is going to help us not throw in the towel because we've messed up and we want to quit. Make sense? Hello, please excuse this quick interruption. I just wanted to pop in here really fast to invite you to my free community. The Financial Fixer community is where women who listen to this podcast and follow the Fix Her Money method come together to learn and grow their money management skills and sharpen their money mindset. I'd be honored to get to know you better and support you right there in that community. I'll leave the link in the show notes. Be sure to answer the entry questions so you get access fast. The first question is, quote unquote, who can we thank for sending you? And if you answer Financial Fixer podcast, you'll get free registration to my next Budget Boss Bootcamp, which is a paid five-day training. Can't wait to see you in the community. Now back to the show. So if you don't take the time to prep before you start or paint, right, you end up either starting over and over and over and over again, or living with the mess, right? 
if you don't take the time to prep before you start or before you paint, you end up either starting over or living with the mess. When I first started my budget, I had to start over and over and over and over because I kept messing up the first three months. It was a mess. So give your future self the gift of doing what could wait until tomorrow today. Your future self will appreciate you for not leaving a mess to clean up. That was me. I wrote that, I don't know, a while ago. And I was talking to myself. Yeah. All right. So what we're going to do today is we're going to do a quick exercise. Maybe this might not be that quick, but what I found, and I'm going to just share, I shared a little bit about this already, but this is, these are debt numbers, real, truly, I've kept this sheet of paper for years now. So this was in November, actually, seven years ago. This must have been somewhere around Thanksgiving of that year. So my total debt was, I think I actually did the math wrong. I think, oh, I know what I did. I don't know what I did, but I think I did the math wrong because I did this here, 98, 9, 25, 78. No, I didn't do the math wrong. That's right. 98, 9, 25, 78. That's correct. Yeah, I can do math. Look at me. So this is my actual debt seven years ago. Okay. And I'm going to just talk about that a little bit here in an exercise. So what you, what I want you to do for the sake of this exercise is do this along with me. And if you, if you can't get it all done right now, definitely do it after. Okay. But, and this is just examples of categories, types of types of debt. So, you know, if you have student loans, put the, if you have them itemized, another thing that I did several months later, after I started getting out of debt in 2015, in June of 2016, I, I, I listed out every single loan, every loan. And I actually had two little pages here of like loan, like loan numbers and stuff like that. Okay. And I was planning out when I was going to pay it off. And it says that I, it, this is literally like literally says, I'm going to have to pay 24, 15, 19 per month to have it paid off by June of 2018. Cause my plan was to have it paid off in two years. It was June of 2016 when I took these numbers. And so I, and this was just the, and this was just the student loan, not all the rest of the debts because the student loan was the biggest one. And it was the one that was most of my, my biggest headache. So now I'm going to fast forward from this time and tell you that I ended up because I got married, had a baby, went to Bora Bora for our wedding, like all the things, oh, rehabbed a house, bought a house all these other life things that happened after this time. So I didn't meet this goal is what I'm trying to say. But I had a lot of other things that came into play there. And family things, I took on my husband's debt too at the same time. So there was a lot of things that happened within that time frame. So it was in, I wanna say April of 2019 that I paid my last student loan debt, April or May. My car, came after because it was like my car, my student loan debt, they were kind of equal, but my student loans had smaller loans in there. So I, I tackled my student loan before my car, like faster than my car. So my car payment, my last, no, wait. Yeah. Was it April? Anyway, August, I'm, I'm a little off. I, I don't remember exactly, but August was the last day that I made a, a debt payment to anyone. I can't remember if it was student loans or car, but I believe it was my car that I paid off the last 
in August. So, and I believe it was April or May, somewhere around there in 2019, when I actually paid off my student loans. So why am I, why am I ranting about this? I don't really know. Oh, I guess the reason that I'm going, going on and on about this is because progress is critical. Okay. So here I took these numbers down and in other places I wrote them down too. But if you see, this was like the first time I actually really wrote them down. And then I did a progress check in April of 2016. So this was in November of 2015. In April of 2016, I wasn't, I was down to 96K. Okay. And then in May of 2016, I was down to 92K. Okay. And from there, I was, I was on a budget and I was tracking my debts in there. So I started doing a lot of things digitally, but I wanted to kind of bring home and I hope that I am bring home the importance of tracking. Okay. So this is what I want you to do or what you're going to want yourself to do, right? So that you can win with money is total all balances and all minimum payments. Write everything down a lot more like, you know, big, you know, so that you can see it loudly, loud and proud of what's going on with your debt situation. Okay. So, and once you do that, after that, you're going to total all of your, your total debt balances and your total of minimum payments, all right? You can put your interest rates here too. But what I want you to do in writing here is to get all of this listed and try to do it listing it from largest debt to smallest debt. Because that's just, I don't know, the way I do it and the way like, you know, it just kind of like looks a little bit like a mountain, but it helps you to like see very clearly at the bottom, which one you need to take a bite out of to get that low hanging fruit, I guess I want to call it the low hanging fruit is at the bottom, if that makes sense. So your smaller debts are what you're going to want to tackle faster than your larger debts. And we'll talk more about that. But it is all about momentum. So we're going to do the math and we're going to call your shot today. All right. You're going to call your shot, you're going to decide. All right. When when you're going to have this debt, this stuff paid off. Okay, do the math, call your shot, put a date stamp on your money target. So we're calculating the, the monthly cost of debt. I think it's important that you know how much of your hard-earned money is actually going to debt payments, all right? So in my example here, $936 is going to debt payments. So if $936 is going to debt payments, what would my life look like if... I was able to invest that $936 instead of putting it towards debt payments for the next 25 years, All right, 1.1 mil. If you wanna think about it like in real time, that $1,000 a month, just to use round numbers that you're putting towards debt is costing you $1 million. Maybe that will hit home and help you to like realize like how much that's really worth for you, worth for you, right? That thousand dollars a month, think of it like that's a million dollars. Okay. Or more, right? Something to really think about. Okay. So, and Abraham Lincoln says, give me six hours to chop down a tree and I will spend the first four sharpening the ax. So what that means is prep. The most important part of any project is the prep. So Calculate the monthly cost of debt. So what's the total income? What's your total income? So if we say that a person is bringing home 
say $6,000 per per month. And not that I'm going to say net income, not gross. Okay. And then you minus the total minimum debt payments. So say that you have $1,000 going to debt, right? How much per month is going towards debt? Say it's $1,000. Okay. So what percent of my monthly income is $1,000, right? So if my monthly income is 6,000, then I'm gonna say 1,000 divided by 6,000. Okay, that's 16%, right? So if 16% of my monthly income is going towards debt, that 16% is, could easily be going towards an investment, right? So say your monthly income is 5,000 a month and 1,000 and 1, is going to debt. So that's 20% of your income, right? What if that 20% could go towards investing? What if 15%, you know, seven, 70, 750 per month could go to investing, right? And 5%, 250 per month went towards big things, right? So this is just kind of giving an example of if you were to split that up and put some towards investing and some towards, you know, going towards your goals or going towards that vacation sinking fund or putting it towards that next car, your upgrade that you want, right? Luxury items, delicious meals. What do you want? What do you enjoy? Right. So imagine if that debt, those debt payments totally and and we don't know what yours are, right? We're just talking about, you know, this is for example, this is for the sake of the exercise, saying that it's approximately a thousand. Maybe you're just spending five hundred dollars on debt. Maybe it's fifteen hundred, right? So, but just really think about what, you know, what you're capable of if this is this wasn't going towards debt payments. Okay. So it's time to call your shot. Okay. So really think about what you could do with that. You know, that 2000 a month, it's for the, just the next 20 years, 1.3 mil. It's a lot, you know, it turns into a lot. So if you kind of look at that, like th this $2,000 is $1.3 million to me or $5 million to me, right? Depending on how long you have to invest. So we're working to make decisions here, right? Are, are we going to do this thing or are we not? Are we going to do this thing or are we not? Right? Okay. So I'm just going to do a quote though. So until one is committed, there is hesitancy. The chance to draw back always ineffectiveness. The moment one definitely commits oneself to providence moves to oneself, then providence moves to W.H. Murray, explorer, mountain climber, committer. So it's about being committed, committed, sticking to your decisions. It's not really a decision until you follow through, is it? Right? We say, oh, I made the decision to do this. You haven't done it yet though, right? So your decisions become solid decisions when you actually follow through and with the commitment that you make to yourself more than, in, more than anything to yourself, right? So with that, peace out, okay? I hope that this was fruitful for you and get your task done. That is going to push you to the next level, to the next step. Okay. We're taking steps here. We're taking step-by-step -step action. All right. Have a good day. And I'll talk to you really soon. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast. 
If you loved it, send it to a girlfriend. That would mean the world to me. You can also find me on Instagram at Financial Fixer and feel free to tag me there too. So until next time, my friend, show your future self some love and spend with the end in mind. Thank you.